Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, where on this week's episode, we will be looking at the Boston Celtics and everything going on with the Celtics at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, we're going to look at some of those uh, things. So, uh, we're going to start with this. So, about maybe two or three days ago, the Celtics lost to the Brooklyn Nets in a lopsided series where they had a lot of guys who just were out. And they were done at this point. Um, and uh, it just didn't go their way. Things kind of uh, just went downhill. And it went from being um, a pretty solid team to a pretty average, below average team. Um, and it just didn't go their way. And in one game, they lost the rest, and Brooklyn defeated them pretty easily. So that was it. We didn't know what was going on, obviously. Um, you know, it was one of those things where we assumed that Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge's jobs would be on the line. We didn't know if they'd get fired or removed or if they'd leave. And so a day later, we get the news that, first and foremost, Danny Ainge is out and that Brad Stevens is taking over. So... Danny Ainge leaves on his own will, maybe. Did the Celtics push him out? Maybe. All we know is that Danny Ainge is gone, and he decided to part ways with the team. He is stepping down, and Brad Stevens is taking over for his position, and Brad Stevens is going to be in the main uh, search group for a new head coach. So we'll start with Danny Ainge, and then we'll go to Brad Stevens and go down to coaching. So with... Danny Ainge, he's been here since 2003, and up until uh, from 2003 to 2007-8, he was average at best. He traded for Ray Allen, which was a great move, and then he got a little help from Kevin McHale to get Kevin Garnett here. Obviously, Garnett didn't want to come until Ray Allen joined. He mended fences with Paul Pierce, and they won a championship. Then they won a champion, almost won a championship in 2010. They should have won a championship then. They didn't. And there was a period of time, which was a very short period from, I think it was like 2013 to 2015, where they just weren't good. Pierce, Garnett, Allen were all gone. Brooklyn trade happened, and Brad Stevens came in. And he was basically Butler's head coach. He had made it to the Final Four a few times and was a great college coach, but many thought, you know, he might not be the greatest NBA coach. Well, he was... Better than expected and was very good at getting players like Jay Crowder and Kelly Olynyk and Isaiah Thomas up to a higher level and made them better than they were anywhere else. And granted, some players work better in some systems, right? Isaiah Thomas works great in Boston's system. He didn't really work great in any other system. He was average at best. And so, you know, Brad Stevens came in. They had a good situation, and that was all because of Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge has made... Some great moves in his career, and obviously, as of recently, things changed with the things he didn't do. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Locked On Celtics, and they were talking about, or the, the announcer John was talking about, the fact that there were offers for Jalen Brown, you know, going for Kawhi Leonard or going for Paul George or whatever. They could have did stuff like that, but they didn't. And it was probably the right move, because... Paul George maybe wouldn't have stayed in Boston. Kawhi Leonard was a one-year. Jimmy Butler was a one-year in Philly. So if the Celtics had traded for any of those guys, they probably would have just been one-and-dones, and he would have lost out on Jalen Brown for that. 
So obviously right now, Jalen and Jason Tatum are your two building blocks. Um, and after this season, the things they didn't do on the offseason, and I've always been critical of this offseason leading up to the year, including the trade deadline. So obviously it didn't go their way. Danny Ainge didn't do the right moves, and it was about time for him to kind of step down and be like, okay, this is like the end for me, right? There's all uh, there's rumors that he might join the Utah Jazz, which he has family in Utah, or Portland Trailblazers, which he played in Portland after his stint in Boston. Maybe he'll be a general manager with one of those two teams. Um, who knows? But he's gone, uh, and as I said before, maybe it was his choice, maybe it was the team's choice, but... Brad Stevens took over. Now, there are a lot of people who think Brad Stevens shouldn't have taken over, and there are a lot of people who think Brad Stevens may have not been the right choice because he has no experience as a general manager. But he knows this system. He's one hell of a head coach, and he would be the perfect person. The players like him. The team seems to like him. So I don't see any issues with this at all. And he might be the right choice uh, in the end because, you know, that's uh, what ended up happening and it could be a good move i think it probably will be um and after a while general managers come and go and you need change danny Ainge, they needed change uh, he did his job he was good but you know eventually things are going to come and you know catch up to you and he just had to move on and we get a new guy in there and brad stevens and i mean i don't think danny Ainge had any experience to my knowledge um when it came to this uh, president of basketball operations stuff, um, he was a player, obviously. And, you know, he was a coach for three years in Phoenix, and that's about it. Obviously, um, no uh, um, executive experience outside of Boston. So, yeah, I think Brad Stevens, you don't need the experience 100%. And so, to me, um, I think... Uh, you know, Brad Stevens will be a good choice. And so Danny's gone. Brad Stevens is joining in the fold. Um, obviously, uh, now Brad Stevens has a lot on his plate. And what uh, I was uh, listening to with uh, Locked On Celtics was that Brad Stevens, which I didn't think about, but this is 100% true. Brad Stevens is going to have to distance himself from the player-coach relationships that he's had and become the general manager player basketball operations where he has to make these decisions where players will get traded who he has a great relationship with these are guys who to him he's been friends with and he knows and you know he's been in the trenches with but if it gets to the point where they have to trade away someone like marcus smart or they have to trade away someone um i don't know if they do but jalen brown if it gets to that point uh, he's got to be able to distance himself from the players and make these decisions, you know. A lot of people were giving Danny Ainge slack for the fact that he got rid of Isaiah Thomas and he was such a big part of Boston and he accepted the culture and, you know, it's a business. And they wanted to get someone who was better in Kyrie Irving. And yes, you know, Isaiah had his injuries and stuff and he was a big part during the championship run. But, you know, Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, was not as good as Kyrie. And... You know, would any general manager make that trade? Most likely. Um, you know, you have to make these moves. And so Brad Stevens, one knock that they could say is that, oh, he's close with the players and he has this relationship. Maybe he doesn't want to make the tough moves when it comes to actually going and making the, the decisions that they need to make. And I think, 
you know, it's going to be tough at first, and it's a learning experience for him, but, um, you know, maybe uh, it'll work out in the end. I think, unlike Danny Ainge, he comes into it being the head coach and coming in as the uh, player of basketball operations now. He was with these players just a year before, whereas Danny Ainge came in, you know, blind eye. Maybe he known some of the players just from being around the team, but he didn't know them like, you know, the coach does. So this might be a tougher situation for Brad Stevens, but I think he's uh, up for the challenge. So um, he is going to have to deal with his first big decision, which is a new head coach replacing him. Uh, apparently, um, which I did not mention, is that he... Uh, really was getting tired of being a coach and wanted to kind of step into this new role and one of the things uh, is a new head coach and so there are a lot of names on the list we're going to go over a lot of them right now and uh yeah let's get started so this is just uh some of the potential names i'll go over a bunch of them and if they make a ton of sense or not the first one is a hall of famer jason kidd who was an um he was an assistant coach with the Lakers. He was a head coach with the Bucks, um, And, you know, he is someone who has a lot of experience. But I don't know if he is the most ideal choice uh, for the Celtics because maybe um, he's not the, the greatest when it comes to mentoring uh, younger players. Um, he does have uh, experience being a point guard. And playing in the NBA, so that'll help for sure. Um, but I don't know if um, you know he is the right choice uh, at uh, this point in time. And so um, you know, uh, I think um, that's not my ideal choice, but he is uh, an option out there. So moving on to Lloyd Pierce, the former head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, who was uh, let go recently. Um, he uh, was part of, I think, Cleveland as a uh, player development, um, had uh, a role on that staff. He was with the 76ers and had a role with them. Um, he might be a good fit um, because he's uh, someone who had to work with Trey Young and Cam Reddish and a lot of the young guys in uh, Atlanta. And so he might be a, a good choice if they go down that road um, and maybe they go in that direction. So, Next up is uh, Becky Hammond, who has no head coaching experience, but um, is someone who is, in many people's eyes, going to be, at some point, the first female head coach. And there isn't really any other females who have any traction. She's the only one. And Brad Stevens has said good things about her in the past. And um it obviously greg popovich is the well-respected head coach in san antonio where many of his assistants have gone on to be head coaches and is she qualified 100 percent? does she have the head coaching experience no but it's one of those things where she knows the nba and actually was in the wnba which still totally different situation but you know someone who could be the best choice um and to me of all the choices out there she might be to me, top three um, of just available potential choices. So, um, you know, I think she's going to get a good look, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's one of the finalists for this job because um, my guess is Brad Stevens, if he goes after her, is going to talk to Popovich himself, just being coach to coach and see the situation. And obviously Greg Popovich is not going to say anything bad, so who knows. 
Then we have an assistant coach, Jay Laranega, who is, um, he doesn't have any experience. Uh, his father was the head coach, um, Jim Laranega, in Miami, um, and uh, is obviously uh, a good um, head coach in his own right. And then you have the assistant coach, um, Jay Laranega. Um, maybe if they go with this familiar route, this is the guy they go for. Um, I don't think he's going to get the job, though. I think they're going to go with someone else. Then we have Sam Cassell, who is an assistant coach with 76ers. Now, if they're looking for the ties in Boston, he played and won a championship in Boston as well as two in Houston. He is someone who has been on Doc Rivers' coaching staff for years um, and is the assistant coach with 76ers. So he is a very likely choice just based off of the fact that he has ties to Boston and is someone who is well-respected as an assistant coach and was also well-respected as a player. Then we have, uh, after him, Chauncey Billups, who has really no experience outside of this season being a Clippers assistant. He was with ESPN as an analyst for a little while and was one of the um, you know, greatest point guards of the last, I don't know, 20 years. He was drafted by the Celtics before being traded away during his rookie season, so he doesn't have a ton of experience, and I don't think he's going to get the job. I think Sam Cassell, uh, to me, is also on my list as top three choice and probably is number one on the list because of the fact that he has experience coaching. He played. He's got the ties to Boston. It all kind of fits in. Then we have uh, Kenny Atkinson who is a assistant coach with the Clippers, who was the head coach in Brooklyn. And I just don't see him being the choice. Doesn't really seem like it's going to work, in uh, my opinion. Um, so I'm going to say no on that one. Um, and then we have an outside-the-box choice, which is Juwan Howard, who is the Michigan head coach. And so if they want to go, or if Brad Stevens wants to go the college route, just like um, you know Danny did with Brad... They could go after Juwan Howard, who, unlike Brad Stevens, played in the NBA for several years, as well as uh, assistant coach with the Miami Heat. So he could also be um, a choice as well, and maybe they go down that road um, if they decide to uh, as well. Now, there is um, two more candidates I want to look at, one of which is an assistant coach in Boston, Jerome Allen, who apparently is um, an internal option that makes a ton of sense, and he could be uh, a great addition, and apparently the players love him, so if Brad Stevens wants to go down the internal route, I think Jerome Allen would be their number one choice of those guys, and then there's also a former Boston assistant who is now the head coach of Duke uh, Women's, which is Kara Lawson, so... Um, apparently a lot of people like Carol Lawson as a choice. Brian Scalabrini, who is now the uh, main uh, sidekick um, with Boston, um, the radio, and uh, when they uh, broadcast the games with uh, Mike Gorman. So uh, he says uh, Carol Larson could be uh, the best choice um, in his eyes. Um, and uh, former Celtic... Kendrick Perkins has uh, has lobbied for uh, his former teammate Sam Cassell to take over as uh, a head uh, coach of this team. Um, and so um, there's the potential for, um, for that to take place. So um, 
In my opinion, like I said, the three choices I would go with, Jerome Allen, Becky Hammond, and I would go with Sam Cassell. Now, obviously, this is a big choice and a big decision for the Celtics and Brad Stevens, and they can't really mess this up. So, to me, they're going to have to go out there and, you know, really look at all their candidates and find the best one available. So, that's uh, one thing that Brad Stevens will have to, to deal with. Now, I've also uh, been reading some articles about the potential of the Celtics exploring trading Kemba Walker this offseason, which this comes from Brian Robb of Mass Live. Now, he makes $37 million next year, $36 million um, after that, and um, a lot of um, different situations could take place if the Celtics actually do potentially go out and trade away um, you know, uh, trade away Kemba. Obviously, with um, re-signing Evan Fournier, uh, bringing back Smart, you got Peyton Pritchard. He might not be uh, around in the long term. So, um, you know, I think uh, they could move on from Kemba. So, uh, I was reading an article about um, Kemba and three realistic trade targets. So, um, basically, um, they gave some of their... Um, choices this is hardwood houdini um and basically the first one was harrison barnes and if they wanted to trade away kemba for harrison barnes and save a little bit of money then they could um you know that could be a good move uh for them number two would be malcolm brogdon now i don't know if that's gonna happen but he could be a good choice if that's where they want to go and then the third option would be um just to me um uh, Miles Turner, uh, at least that's what the, the website said. So um, out of the three choices, I think he'd be the best one because they do need a center. Um, but if Kemba gets traded, then, you know, they're going to uh, really have to make something happen. And to me, this, uh, you know, going and trading Kemba, getting rid of that cap space, it could make some sense. Uh, you know, their team obviously has... Um, a lot of uh, holes, especially at the big man position. And so I think Brad Stevens will come in and, you know, really fix some of these needs. But getting rid of Kemba and bringing in some sort of center, maybe you do some sort of Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon um, swap where Kemba gets traded to um, the Pacers and maybe some other stuff gets floated around. I don't know. I've always said New York makes sense because... They've always needed a dominant point guard, and Derrick Rose is good, not great. But if you get Kemba in there, maybe you trade away Emmanuel quickly and maybe some draft picks, or you trade away Obi Toppin in some draft picks. But to me, I think they got to get rid of Kemba because I just don't see him fitting in the long term. And if you can get in a young center um, or a young power forward or someone who can fill in, that's more their needs obviously you know Danny didn't address the center position at the deadline but um, I think there's a lot of different things they can do with Kemba's contract if you could I don't think they will but if you could try and do some sort of a three-team deal and bring Bradley Beal into the fold that would be great like trading Kemba to a team like New Orleans or New York and then bringing in someone like um, Bradley Beal to Boston would be great and then whatever assets have to get thrown into this would make sense too I don't know but to me 100% Brad Stevens is a great pick here as um, the player basketball operations obviously Danny Ainge you know he will be missed but it is time to 
move on and go into a new direction, which I think they're going to be looking uh, to do. And so, um, obviously, the head coaching situation is up in the air, but they need to make the right choice. And no matter who they choose, it's got to be someone who's going to be there for the long term because you got Tatum and Brown and all these young guys. you got to make it work. So don't pick a veteran established head coach who's only looking to deal with veteran established players. You need someone who's ready for the long haul. And more importantly, you might need someone who is a vet, uh, rookie when it comes to being a head coach, right? Brad Stevens was a rookie in the NBA as a head coach, came in, kind of worked with these guys, and maybe you bring in an assistant coach who has no head coaching experience, they can come in and kind of learn with the team. And having already an established Celtics head coach and Brad Stevens running the front office, he can give you a lot of tips and can really help. So that's a good thing. So we'll see what they do. But now, Boston, this is uh, a new chapter in the Celtics' legacy.